Hey, what's going on, Brotato? It's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington, and I'm here in the basement of General Fitness Company Studios recording episode number 76 of the TR Expert Talks. Yeah, if you're a normal listener, I am sorry. Yesterday, you didn't get your podcast episode. Aw, <laughs> I broke my streak. But anyways, yeah, I was a little tired, and my body was just like, nah, dude, you ain't got it. I didn't have anything in my mind, I didn't have anything in my in my body. I was just like, you know what, call it a wrap. So... Um, if you're interested in uh, getting more content, you know you can always check out my website with the blog, or you can sign up for my daily email list. I think you can actually sign up on the on the website to do that as well. So, lots of ways you can get my get uh, more of my thoughts, uh, more of my drops of wisdom. <laughs> but uh, today I got a little live call for you. So, um, yeah, pretty much we're talking about our Kantian fairness and um, the birds of a feather uh, tendencies. Uh, uh, we're talking about cognitive biases. If you're familiar with Warren Buffett, you know he has a buddy or a work associate named Charlie Munger who uh, had came up with these 25 cognitive biases, and I've been kind of going over them in my uh, private Facebook group, uh, Project Selfie. So um uh, haven't released them all on the podcast, but this is one of them that I wanted to get out to you today because I think it's uh, one that applies to a lot of people that listen to this podcast. So we'll get this started, but before we get started, though, you know, uh, it would mean the world to me if you shared this uh, podcast, if you share this podcast episode or uh, this podcast in general with a friend or a family member, that'd be great because um, I do my best to get the distribution out, you know, I try to do my best to tell everybody that I know about it and try to share it on social media, but, you know, and there's nothing uh, better than uh, word of mouth, so, you know, I could say, as, I could tell as many people as I want, but uh, when it comes from someone else that's uh, not actually producing and <laughs> creating the podcast, it holds a little bit more clout, as I'm sure you can imagine. And if you don't share this podcast with a uh, family member or a friend, you know, you can always leave a rating or review on iTunes. You know, those also help uh, get more eyes and ears on this podcast. Because, you know, with more eyes and ears, you get more mouths talking about it. And more mouths that I talk about it, the more eyes and ears that get on it. It's like a, a nice, uh, positive feedback loop. So anyways, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Episode number 76. Fairness, Ego, and Mr. Know-It-All. Lego! Boom! Boom, 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 here we go. We are la 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 Oh, we're live. We're live and direct, live and direct. Live and direct, live and direct. Ah, oh. oh shit, it's five o'clock. Well, let's get this show on the road, huh? Anyway, so today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your ego and the golden rule. So, if you don't mind me, I'm actually eating a little lunch here. Pistachio is my favorite. It's probably like the healthiest lunch. But at the same time, I only buy them when they're on sale. I buy a ton of them because, like, you know, they're like $12 a bag normally. You only get like what? A pound. It's so expensive. But I love them so much. And it's better than eating like a lot of other things I can spend $12 on. But anyways, um, so I'm going to talk about two cognitive biases. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting back into our um, cognitive biases, talking about um, exactly um, what it is that we do that uh, makes us make these decisions. Uh, good or bad, and uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, the Kantian fairness tendency, 
as well as the excessive self-regard tendency. Now, these are two very important tendencies uh, when it comes to uh, decision-making, uh, when it comes to uh, at least making decisions uh, that affect others. So, well, we'll start off with uh, bias number seven. So the Kantian uh, fairness tendency is essentially, uh, as I said uh, before, it's, the, it's what we call the golden rules. Do unto others as you have others do unto you, right? And um, we pretty much, we expect that, you know, we expect that whatever we do is going to be reciprocated. And obviously when that doesn't happen, we get a little upset, right? You know, like um, at the end of the day when, um, you know, you, you maybe if you, uh, if you give something to someone and then all of a sudden or you keep giving something to someone, maybe your time or money, and they don't return it or return something equivalent, you're like, what the, what, what the? <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, and it's like, it, it's what helps pr promote social cohesion. That's why we historically have had it coming up as a human race. Our ancestors needed it uh, to prevent chaos because if you didn't have social cohesion and you didn't have people, um, you know, just you know, doing whatever they wanted, <laughs> you know, you could actually create um, societies and civilizations, you know. It's kind of the reason why we don't have people running over people for no reason, right? So, um, but there's a problem with this, you know, it's like with, ex uh, with um, excessive fairness, you know, like people want to be fair, but when it's excessive, it can lead to um, rewarding bad behavior. So, if you can think about, like, for instance, let's try this lighting. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> So anyways, as I was saying, um, excessive fairness can like re lead you to like reward bad behavior. So like for instance, you can see that with like insurance fraud and where people like they fake workplace injuries so they can be fairly compensated. And you know, it's not it's not necessarily like, you know, everybody's bad, but just like you can see that happen. It's just an, an instance where that happened. Um, and the opposite of that, like the excessive fairness, it would be like in the Navy where you have like a naval officer, he'll get um, dismissed if his boat runs, a, uh, runs ashore. So you can think about it as like, you have, you have to have people treated fairly. You know, you like, obviously we all wanna be treated fairly. We're all human beings. We all um, deserve to have rights. And we believe in that, right? But at the end of the day though, um, if you think about everybody being treated fairly, simple things like, say for instance, uh, a four-way stop sign. Think about a four-way stop sign. If everybody were to get at that four-way stop at the same exact time and everybody was fair, then we'd have a lot of accidents. Same thing with like one-lane bridges. If like you were coming up on someone, or if you're coming up one way, another person was coming up another way, you had so much fairness that you just had, you know, <laughs> you would run into somebody. So you have to find that balance. And the thing is that when you want to find a balance, you can't fight for what's fair. You can't always fight for what's fair. I know it sounds kind of bad, but you can't fight, always fight for what's fair. You have to fight for what works. So think about it, think about it in another way. Um, cancer, like cancer and diseases, they're natural human systems. They're parts of what happens to our system sometimes. But if we were fair, we'd just let them occur naturally and just let them just take over our lives. Like before, like when we had like the, um, the plague and stuff like that, like that was just something that happened to us because Disease, diseases exist because of germs and viruses, and they have just as much as right to, quote unquote, uh, right. As, you know, like it depend, I guess it depends on who you're talking to, but they have just as much a right to exist as our cells. You know, if you, in the grand scheme of things, every if if you think about it in, the, in the forms that organism have has even every equal right to exist, then if it, if you're um, hosting it, right, 
and you're doing and it's it's because you're hosting cancer it's in your body or you're hosting you know whatever diseases like flus or whatever um that we go to the doctors for if you're hosting it you're doing it a service but it's not doing you a service it's actually killing you so the thing is that you can't treat everything fairly and that's why um we have this Kantian fairness tendency, but that is the downside of it. So you just, I'm not saying you shouldn't be fair, because obviously that's what makes human society work. So you have to think, think about your relationships and if, if whatever you're giving out is being reciprocated. And sometimes you can understand, like, it doesn't have to be the same thing that's reciprocated. Like, you know, you could be giving someone, um, you can give, be giving someone money, and maybe they can't give you the same thing, but you know that's kind of how our um, society works. You know, you can maybe give someone money and they give you their time. Obviously, you have to make sure that whatever is uh, you're giving out is re being reciprocated in a fair sense. So that's kind of how the Kans uh, the uh, Kantian fairness tendency is. It's like like I said, like it's it's good to have it because uh, without it, you know, we would be. <laughs> we'd be just running amok in the streets, you know, we'd be shooting and killing each other because maybe, maybe just didn't like some, what somebody did. And, you know, we'd have a, just a society that nobody would return favors and uh, everybody would just kind of be survival of the fittest and we wouldn't be here right now. But at the same time, as I said, you can't be too fair because we, you do realize, we have to all realize that um, there are systems, there are natural systems out there that are, not, that are not necessarily working in our favor. And it's not saying that they're good or bad, it's just that, you know, sometimes you have opposing forces that one force needs, to, one force has one interest and another force has another interest. But if you can find a way that that force can kind of get what they need, but not on your dime. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. If you know, you can kind of uh, find people or find systems that can work to be more productive rather than fair. As I said before, that's going to be the most important thing for keeping you happy and healthy and um, <laughs> most of all sane because it, it's a tough life to live where you're always trying to be fair for people. And if you have people that aren't fair to you, uh, you continue trying to be fair to them. So, you know, it's, it's okay if you have people in your life that are not exactly um, uh, doing what's in your best interest. It's, it's okay to maybe not have them in your life anymore. So anyways, um, oh, and just as just a reminder, you know, I'm, I'm talking here. And uh, these 25 cognitive biases, they're not just um, they're something I made, they're not something I made up. They've definitely been around for quite a while in terms of like what we've uh, found out in modern psych in psychology, sociology, and every other ology <laughs> but um why why it exists is because uh this gentleman named charlie munger he's a um associate of warren buffett uh, and um he's essentially he's a pretty smart guy and uh, he's found these 25 cognitive biases and um psychologists and uh, other sociologists have agreed with him in how the tendencies or these biases are uh, uh, affect our behavior on a daily basis so um We'll go right into our um, bias number 12. And that is a interesting one. That is the excessive self-regard tendency. So uh, almost like the narcissist tendency. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, you know, all these tendencies, are, we all are affected by these tendencies at, at one point in time. There's nobody's uh, excluded from these tendencies. You may believe that it's not something that you do, or maybe you might believe that um, it is something beneath you or whatever. But um, this is something that actually everybody has. So. If you feel like uh, you might 
identify with this, don't feel bad because it's uh, everybody identifies with these uh, these biases at any at any one point in time because it's just how <laughs> that's how we come to know them because everybody um, has these tendencies. So um, the the excessive self regard tendency is actually a combination of a lot of um, psychological um, studies and sociological studies. Uh, one of them is the Dunning Kruger effect. Uh, that is um, essentially the Dunning Kruger effect is for is the um, is the belief that when you don't know a lot of a subject, and sometimes I feel like this, uh, when you don't know a lot of a, a subject, you actually think you know more. So essentially, it's like the less you know, the more you think you know. But there's also the reverse. You know, but the the opposite is that you the more you know, the less you really think you know. So that's why I say like some people ask me questions, and I'm like, yeah, I know that. You don't know that? <laughs> but, you know, it's just like anything. Like, the more you know about something, the more you... And a lot of times, the more you're interested in it, too. So, um, this is also an uh, excessive self-regard tendency. And that's a homophily. <laughs> in other words, um, how birds of a feather flock together. That's an ancient Greek term for, you know, people like minds thinking... Uh, like minds hanging out together or spending the most time with each other. So, homophily is something that's been around for quite some time. Greeks have been talking about it for years. So, like I said, these are things that come through in um, human uh, interactions or human behaviors, you know, since the dawn of time. So, another term coined by uh, psychologist David Myers is the Lake Wobegon effect. And that's actually named after a fictional town in uh, Wisconsin, I believe it is. And um, this was a, a town where all the women were beautiful and all the men were strong and all the children were above average. So <laughs> it was just, I think it was like a radio show like back in the days. I don't know if it still exists. I was like doing a little bit of research on that one because I was like, oh, what's this Lake Wobegon effect? Because I felt like I've heard of it before, but I didn't know exactly what it was. But yeah, so as I said, essentially as like an individual, the less you know about a subject, uh, the more you believe you're an expert on it. And uh, the problem is with that, uh, what, ha what can happen is that you end up surrounding yourself with people that may have the same beliefs and these people that have the same beliefs may have the same amount of knowledge as you about the particular subject so um i mean i don't want to go into specific topics on that one because you know there's a lot of people that have different beliefs and i don't want to um sound like i'm poo-pooing on anybody anybody's beliefs or, or supporting anybody else's beliefs or whatnot i just kind of want to be remain unbiased in this talk about <laughs> human, uh, the human tendencies and, and, and biases. But essentially though, you end up creating a, a dysfunctional feedback loop. And essentially what happens is that you have, <laughs> uh, what ends, ends up happening though, is that you have people um, pretty much just feeding, in, feeding this misinformation to each other because essentially they're saying, oh, I agree with you, I agree with you. Oh, well, that sounds about right because I trust that guy. So the thing is that, um, as I said, that's essentially what that is. It's called groupthink, and I'm sure you've heard of some some tragedies uh, that have happened with groupthink. No, one humongous tragedy happened to people um, that look a lot like me uh, that suffered from slavery for quite a while because of the groupthink. And obviously, we know that it wasn't 100% um, the case, but the belief that um, black people were less of a human being because that was the societal belief. So, like, you know, you got to be, and also, you know, the, with the, the systematic, uh, it, what do they call that? Systematic genocide of, of Jews. That was another example of groupthink. So, you got to be aware of groupthink because it can be 
obviously very dangerous. We've seen in this, seen this in history. Like you may believe that you're on the right side of history, but if you look back at it, uh, you might find out that you are definitely on the wrong side, and nobody, uh, and nobody told you because they thought like you. So, um, like I said, you know, as as, as I said, that's kind of where the birds of a feather kind of come together. <laughs> So, um, you know, Lake Wobegon, in the, the example of Lake Wobegon, in, in terms of, uh, you know, having this belief or this false belief that you're better than others, you just have to, uh, you have to think objectively when you have these decisions that you're faced with, you know, because at the end of the day, um, you have only one perspective and there's 7.8 billion, I think it's 7.8, it doesn't matter, Seven is over 7 billion people in this world and there's a lot of perspectives that um, can obviously help you so uh, I, I, when I think about this when I think about this uh, tendency I am reminded of a, a, a famous Socrates quote and he said uh, true wisdom comes to uh, each of us when we realize how little we understand about ourselves life and the world around us so you gotta think about that and then you gotta, as I said you gotta be more objective in your uh, decision-making and uh, especially with stuff that directly uh, that directly involves you uh, but more importantly, I think you have to not accept excuses for poor performance because, like, you know, if you have people around you and you're, like, chummy, chummy and you're, you know, are you happy with who they, uh, what they believe because, you, you know, you overvalue something that's similar to you, uh, you tend to accept poor performance and then eventually you kind of see society as a whole go downhill. That's happened with all kinds of civilizations, um, the, the Romans, the Greeks, they all kind of got full of, them, full of themselves and they essentially they um, accepted poor performance and they didn't really think about what, is, what the next step is for, um, or they didn't really think about like the future or they didn't think about how that poor, poor performance could affect uh, the future of their civilization, I should say. So if you think about it, just like always try to, uh, you know, if, we, if we're talking about uh, this, the cognitive bias number seven, you know, if we're talking about uh, the Kantian fairness tendencies, like you really have to be aware of like what you're letting into your life. You know, what you're letting, what opinions are are weighing in on your life. You know, you might have some opinions that just they're just not as valuable. Unfortunately, you know, everybody it's 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 everybody has the right to say what they should say, but you don't have the you don't have to give them the right to your attention if that makes sense. You know, like uh, there's some people that just don't have the right idea or don't have the right they just don't they just don't have it <laughs> let's put it that way You're like not everybody has um the, the 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 knowledge or not everybody has the wisdom to um maybe be a part of your circle and i'm not saying that you should totally um kick them out of your circle or you should totally like cut off friends or family members that maybe you're not exactly in line with uh, where you want to be because obviously, as I said, uh, to have that, you, you know, you run into that excessive self-regard tendency if you run it that way. But you have to just be uh, aware that there are some things that are, um, may not serve you. And, you know, so you have to just have that, there's a fine line between those things that may not serve you and those things that you just may not agree with, you know? So it's like having, a, having that, a, a, that taking that time to make objective decisions or, you know, taking that time to be an objective decision maker as opposed to uh, just going off of your gut or going off of what feels right uh, is obviously a, uh, a better method to solving your uh, issues or solving your problems than to just um, 
have a group think and <laughs> collect all your friends that think exactly the same as you and solve problems that way. Because you can solve problems that way, but obviously, if you have everybody thinking exactly the same way, you're going to solve you're going to solve problems the exact same way. And sometimes you can find better ways, and sometimes those the ways that you're solving problems together are maybe not even the right way to solve a problem. So uh, it's just. I guess we're going to end a little early today. We're going to finish this off here. I, I wish you well. I hope you have a good Friday afternoon. It's a beautiful day. I, I'm, I don't, don't blame me for not checking this out live because I'm right now thinking like, man, I could be outside. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, I, did my, I am a man of my word. I made a promise that I would have this live call for you people that were um, interested in learning a little bit more about how you can make better decisions in your life, not only in the gym because I'm all about he, teaching you about like, you know, learning how to do things in the gym, learning how to do push-ups properly, learning how to do squats properly, or, you know, at least in a, a way that won't hurt you. But at the same time, I also think that it's important that we make good decisions, not only in the gym, but outside the gym as well. So that's what it's all about here, you know, at the General Fitness Company. That's what I am as the general, trying to spur you troops along on this Project Selfie, like a little secret group of, um, of officers. I like to think of, like, the whole, this whole structure is, like, you know, um, you got y'all on the y'all on this project selfie are my officers, you people that I, I, I believe and believe are really trying to do uh, better things for yourself. Uh, everybody else that is, may not be uh, in this group, uh, you know, those are the foot soldiers. <laughs> and you know, everybody has their value, everybody has their place, and uh, I appreciate you for watching this whenever you watch this, uh, because I believe that um, learning a little bit more and being objective and um, continuing to study. Uh, the way life works can definitely help us to uh, be happier in our lives because uh, if you're continually doing, trying to solve problems the same way, as I said earlier, if you're trying to do, do things the same way, you can obviously expect the same result. So uh, I appreciate you listening. You know, I appreciate you watching. And um, happy Friday. I'll talk to you soon. And as always, keep good company.